Hi, it's David here. Thank you for listening to the Leader Coronavirus Daily. Please do subscribe and share us through your podcast provider. If you give us a rating too, that would help us a lot in growing the show. Thank you. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is the Leader Coronavirus Daily. Hi, I'm David Marsland. Can an NHS charge for some migrant health workers survive a Tory revolt? Do we want to keep on defending this policy or should we perhaps be thinking in terms of, in the future, exercising a bloodless U-turn? Our political editor Joe Murphy as the government comes under increasing pressure to scrap the fees and... And if you look back at the start of the epidemic, people were getting very worried when there were a few cases and a dozen. And if you compare that to now 60,000 a week, that shows you how big the crisis still is. As the latest infection figures are revealed, Nicholas Cecil on the government's race against time to get track and trace up and running. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the Leader Coronavirus Daily. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, what is the NHS migrant charge and why should it be scrapped? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Non-EU migrant doctors and nurses are already exempt from a fee that charges lower-skilled health and care workers £400 for NHS services. Could it be scrapped for them all? It's actually supposed to be going up this year, but with so many workers from other countries playing vital roles in the UK's defence against coronavirus, leading Tory names are joining calls for the levy to be dumped. I think it's monstrous that people who come from overseas to help and risk their lives sometimes uh, in really difficult circumstances aren't treated properly. And I think there's a basic sense of fair play in this country, which I hope Mr Johnson will recognise. Lord Patton, the former chair of the Conservative Party on BBC Radio 5 Live, adding his voice to those saying the charge has to go. Several prominent backbenchers are also piling on the pressure, calling the fair rise mean-spirited and petty. Our editorial column says they're right. Boris Johnson is Tory leader because he led a Brexit campaign that cunningly linked the public's fears about immigration with their affection for the NHS. But now these twin political objectives of being mean to foreigners and friendly to nurses have collided over a policy called the Immigration Health Surcharge. 
The charge was introduced in 2015 by David Cameron's government in a failed attempt to appease rather than confront the scaremongering about the supposed burden that new migrants were claimed to be making. But what was applauded by voters going to the polls before the coronavirus is out of step as the nation gathers on its doorsteps this evening to clap the contribution of essential workers. Many of those essential workers are, Britain has suddenly realised, migrants. It's time for Mr Johnson to execute a swift U-turn and exempt health and care staff from the immigration health charge before it gets politically too embarrassing. Our political editor, Joe Murphy, is covering the story for the Evening Standard. Joe, let's start with what this charge actually is. Well, the migrant charge came in in 2015. It was an attempt to answer for the idea that migrants were using our health service without having paid enough towards it. Really, because I think over many decades, Tory governments had talked about cracking down on health tourism and had found it extremely difficult. And this was a this was a, an attempt to square that circle. Um, but what this current government has done is increased it. It's now four hundred pounds, and it's going to increase it again in October to six hundred and twenty-four pounds. That is a big increase of more than fifty percent. And the problem is that it's seen as unfair, and so unfair that there are already exemptions to doctors and nurses whose visas have been extended. And once you start making exemptions and drawing a line, people start asking, why is the line there when surely it ought to be here? And that's what's going to happen, I think, over the next few weeks. And Keir Starmer brought it up in the Commons during the the PMQs this week. But some of the Conservative Party's own backbenchers are now rebelling against this, aren't they? I think Keir Starmer rather cleverly sort of dug his spade into an oil well of Tory nerves that they might be seen as unfair to the health-working heroes and uh, a sense of unease about the charge that has been there for a long time. And this crisis, this pandemic, has brought that to pressure. So you've had this geezer-like eruption overnight against the fee. And I was ringing round MPs today, and I have to say, it was a bit like the old Brexit days you're getting people who sounded extremely concerned and several MPs, senior ones, very keen to make clear that they were sympathising with the NHS and the care home workers. And Boris Johnson himself is in, I'd expect, quite a difficult position because, of course, he's been praising the migrant NHS workers who he said saved his life. Very interesting today, David, which is uh, I called number 10 and I said, look, this story's taking off. What's the Prime Minister saying today? And I was referred back to what he said in the House of Commons yesterday. Now, I thought he was interesting in the Commons yesterday. He spoke seriously. He said he'd given it a great deal of thought and that he was minded to keep the charge because people need to be paying into the NHS. However, he got his figures wrong. He said it would cost £900 million, um, and that seems to be over the course of four years. It's about nearly £300 million a year, but, that, but that's for all workers, not just the health and care sectors. The thing about him not saying anything much today and it suggests to me that they may be sitting back at number 10 thinking, do we want to keep on defending this policy um, or should we perhaps be thinking in terms of 
being quiet, keeping a low profile, see how the debate goes, and maybe in the future exercising a bloodless U-turn. Next. If you are looking at 60,000 new cases a week, he pretty much has to meet that goal by June the 1st to be able to, to deal with the problem. Nicholas Cecil, can the government get track and trace ready fast enough? Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. More than 60,000 new COVID-19 infections are happening a week in England. The number from the COVID-19 infection survey, which is led by the Office for National Statistics, is far higher than the number of confirmed positive tests announced by the government daily. The Evening Standard's Nicholas Cecil is with me now. Nicholas, what kind of picture are these ONS figures painting? Well, the ONS are giving us an insight into the level of coronavirus infection across the country. They've got some new figures out today. And firstly, they show that in recent weeks, that on average at any one point, there are around 137,000 people now believed to have the infection. Uh, that is very slightly down from the previous announcement a week ago when the figure was 148,000. But the ONS is saying, it, in effect, it's pretty much stable. There's no huge change. The other figure we got from this study today is that they believe there are about 60,000 new infections a week. So there have been reports that levels of new infections in London are, are very, very low. And that might be right. But certainly, if you look across the country, you're still seeing a pretty high level of new infections. And if you look back at the start of the epidemic, people were getting very worried when there were a few cases than a dozen. And if you compare that to now 60,000 a week, that shows you how big the crisis still is. So it is still quite a frightening situation. Is this applying more pressure to the government then to ensure that the track and trace system that Boris Johnson announced would be ready on June 1st is actually ready? It certainly uh, highlights a challenge that the government is facing. Boris Johnson yesterday announced that the government was seeking to get a track and trace system in place with around 25,000 trackers to be able to cope with 10,000 new cases of infection a day. So if, if you are looking at 60,000 new cases a week, he, he pretty much has to meet that goal by June the 1st to be able to deal with the problem. Now, the disease is believed to be on the decline, so that 60,000 may come down in coming days. But even so, it is a very big task and a very big challenge to ensure that the, the, the whole tracking system is in place in, in literally just 10 days or so. Yeah, we've covered problems with the app in the podcast. Is this achievable with or without an app, I suppose? That was the other development today. Um, the security minister, James Brokenshire, pretty much confirmed that the app will not be ready in time for June the 1st. He is saying now that the priority is to get this army of traces in place and to train them. 
There's questions being raised about the level of training they're getting these individuals. Obviously, it's been done at great pace and whether that, that it can all be put in place and to a, a high enough degree of quality for the whole system to work. It also really needs to be across the country to be nationwide, a patchy system of localised systems, some working, some that don't, that that probably won't be very satisfactory. And that's the Leader Coronavirus Daily. You can keep up with all the latest COVID-19 developments with the Evening Standard's live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. And we also have morning briefings available at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Thank you.